we specialize in die-cast metal miniature gun models that you didn't know you've been looking for, called GOAT guns. Bah! Yes, GOAT. They are the greatest of all time gun models you can display on your desk, buy, build, and collect them. We offer a 90-day return policy if you don't love yours. Start your collection at GOATGUNS.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to Jamie All Over. I don't know if you could hear it in my voice. I think I'm fully better, but I did have to delay my podcast this week because I've been so sick. It happened right after my birthday party. I was out until 3 a.m. I can't remember the last time I've been out past 11 p.m. So that was a late night for me. And since then, I have pretty much been sick in bed. Yesterday, I went to Sugar Taco in Long Beach to pick up a dozen donuts. That's another story I'll get into. I have just been, like I said, in bed. Maybe some other parents out there might agree. When you're sick, it's kind of like a break. And it's kind of like, oh, I, I have permission now to just lay in bed all day and binge Netflix. I watched the entire series of Peaky Blinders. It has been recommended to me too many times. So like maybe when the third person said I should watch it, I'm like, fine, I'll watch it. Mind you, every person that has recommended I watch this is a dude. I can see why. It's so graphic. This is like a real gang that existed in Birmingham, or as they say, Birmingham. The real gang existed in the mid-1800s, but the series takes place kind of like early 1900s. So the time isn't quite factual, but this gang did exist. They kept razor blades in their caps, and they would take their cap off and blind people's eyes when they were fighting. And so I'm watching this series, and I can't tell you how many times I've watched that happen, among many other graphic things. At some point, I just started fast-forwarding through all the fighting scenes. I'm like, okay, yes, fighting, fighting, okay, shooting, machine guns, knives, okay. Like, I get it. It got to a point where I find myself fast-forwarding a lot, and I'm like, I don't even know that I like this show. But now I'm committed, and I have to finish it. This wasn't terrible, but I also didn't love it, because the story could have been more compelling. It's not like Suits. I recently binged all of Suits, definitely late to the game on that one, and I absolutely loved it. I loved all of the characters. The characters in Peaky Blinders, half the time I hated them. So I wasn't rooting for them. Sometimes I'd be like, okay, it's time for her to get killed. That's how I felt about certain people. The reason I think a couple people recommended Peaky Blinders to me is because I had been on, and I kind of still am, I'm on this Victorian kick where I only want to watch series or movies that take place in the Victorian era. For some reason, I know this is crazy, but I feel like I lived in Paris in this time, even up until maybe like the 1920s. I feel like I was in Paris. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie Midnight in Paris, where he, what's his name? One of the brothers, the blonde haired one, Luke. No, not Luke. The other one, Owen, Owen Wilson. Rachel McAdams is in it, too, and they're engaged to be married. They're in Paris on a trip with her family as well, and he somehow finds this portal and goes back in time to Paris in the 1920s, and there's 
historical figures there like Gertrude Stein and Picasso and Hemingway. When I'm watching shows like that discuss that time period, and especially in Paris, I just have this odd connection to it. I don't know why. Do you guys, do you feel that way like about a certain time period or a certain city? But while I'm on the subject of Netflix shows in the Victorian era, I had watched a few that I absolutely loved. So I want to recommend a couple to you. First one is The Bonfire of Destiny. It's based on true events. And there was this fire at this charity event. I believe this was like late 1800s and in Paris. And there was this fire and it was mostly women that were killed there. I want to say over 100 women died in this. And the events that happened after one woman used the fire to fake her own death to get away from her terrible husband. So it was really, really good. I loved this show. This kind of reminds me of when I was watching The Gilded Age on HBO. I no longer have HBO because I was stealing it from my brother. So I don't know if there was ever a season two of The Gilded Age. And I keep reminding myself to check. And then, of course, I always forget. But if there is, I need to actually get my own HBO subscription because my brother canceled his. But I loved The Gilded Age. That took place in New York City in the late 1800s. But same thing, like the whole time period. I don't know what it is, but I love it. And I love the movies that are about it. So that's The Bonfire of Destiny. And then it did remind me of The Gilded Age a little bit. And the next one that I saw was called The Law According to Lydia Poet. This was a great series, and it was about a female lawyer in Italy and one of the first female lawyers. And it was, it's so funny to see people back then being like, women aren't allowed to practice law and women can't do this and they can't do this. But it was a really cute series. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Recommend it. Third one I'm going to recommend is called Alias Grace. And I will admit that I didn't love it, but it's a true story, which was shocking. This woman who, I think they're Irish, and she was the oldest in a family of maybe like five children, and her and her parents boarded a ship. They were leaving Ireland, going to Canada. Her mom dies on the ship, and she's left with her crappy dad who's abusive and awful. And when she was like 13 or 14, he kicks her out of their new home, and he says, okay, it's time for you to go get a job. She goes and she works in this home as like a maid, I guess, and or a servant. I think she was a servant. And then she's shuffled around to another one and then her quote-unquote master ends up getting killed. I will not do this justice if I try to explain this story right now, but I will say you might like it. Give it a try. And then unrelated to the Victorian era, I watched a documentary on Netflix about the Blue Zones and it's about living to 100 years old. And if you don't know what the blue zones are, I have talked about them before. There's these five areas where researchers have found that there's these concentrated areas where people live to be the longest. So, for example, one is here in California, in Loma Linda, strangely enough. And there's another one in Costa Rica, another one in Greece, another one in Japan. I believe it's Okinawa. And I think the fifth one is somewhere in Italy. In these areas, like I said there's a huge or the largest concentration of people who live to be over 100 years old. So what the Blue Zone study did was they tried to kind of narrow down all the factors, like what is helping people live the longest? And it came down to several factors, which this documentary explores more in depth. So it was really good. The guy visits all of these zones and meets with people who live there and 
It's really interesting. And I don't know if you'll be surprised to hear it or not, but the diet that everyone seems to have in common that lives the longest is very little meat. It's mostly fruits, vegetables, and legumes. It's definitely worth giving that a watch. And it's very informative. So getting back to my birthday, I was curious, what are the possibilities of existence? What is the possibility of me even being born? And so I looked it up. Do you guys have any idea what it is? Like if it was a number, one in how many? Well, scientists estimate it's about one in 400 trillion. That's insane. Just so happens it's the exact same probability of me finding a nice guy in LA to date. So the Buddhists have also looked into this and they have a word for it. It's called precious incarnation. And they say, if you were to imagine that there is one life preserver thrown into any of all of the oceans and only one turtle in all of the oceans swimming underwater, the probability of being born is the same as that one turtle sticking its head out of the water into the middle of the life preserver on one try. The Buddhists come to one in 700 trillion. I'd have to guess you have a better chance winning the lottery than being born. But the scientists and the Buddhists seem to agree it is an astronomical number. The existence of you here now presupposes another supremely unlikely and undeniable chain of events, specifically that every one of your ancestors lived to reproductive age, going all the way back not just to the first Homo sapiens, but even further than that, all the way back to the first single-celled organism. We are each a representative of an unbroken lineage of life going back 4 billion years. And I have one more example. I am going somewhere with this. You being born is as if two and a half million people got together about the population of San Diego to play a game of dice. The dice has one trillion sides and the entire city of San Diego would have to land on the exact same number to be the same probability of you being here right now. A miracle is an event so unlikely that it's almost impossible. By that definition, I've just proven we are all miracles. And that is where I was going with this contemplation on my birthday and having gratitude for even being alive. And so I want to keep that in mind and I want to approach life with gratitude because we all truly did win the lottery. Speaking of the lottery, let's say I offer you any amount. Let's just pick any numbers. 500 million. Okay. I offer you $500 million. How do you feel by winning that money? You'd be so excited, right? Now I say to you, the only stipulation with you taking this money is that you will not wake up tomorrow. Do you still want it? I would say, no, I don't want it. That means when I wake up tomorrow morning, it's as if I had just won the lottery more valuable to me than $500 million. And that kind of puts everything in perspective. These are the things I contemplate on my birthday, or at least I did this year. So I just wanted to share that with you. I think it's all a good reminder, whether it's your birthday or not, 
which I happen to have a very nice one. It was a fundraiser for PETA and their Empty the Tanks initiative. Sugar Taco and PETA had done a collaboration with a cocktail that we created called Empty the Tanks. It's blue, it's glittery, you get it with or without tequila. And I had my friend Ashley, who works for PETA at the event, and she said a few words about Empty the Tanks, which is their effort to end SeaWorld and release any of the marine animals that have been kept in captivity, which is very important. I'm happy that Sugar Taco and my birthday was able to contribute to those efforts. So I had quite a mix of different friend groups at my birthday dinner. So I had asked everyone to just, if they were comfortable, to stand up and say a few words about who they are and how the rest of us there could support them, whatever it is that they're passionate about or working on or whatever it may be. And I like doing this when people don't know each other. Definitely recommend it for any of your events as well if you're mixing groups of people. But I guess because it was my birthday, it kind of leaned towards everyone saying how they know me and their thoughts about me and just very, very nice words. But I definitely did not intend to have everybody stand up and say something about the birthday girl. That was not my intention at all. But it also did warm my heart to hear those very nice words. But it was also a little funny because a couple of my friends had asked if they could bring plus ones. I was like, yeah, sure. I am, as much as I wanted to keep it small, I'm a the more the merrier person. And I never say no. If someone asks to bring someone, I always say yes. And especially because it was a fundraiser, because then it's like, okay, great, more funds to help the cause. But what was a little awkward, I guess, is when we were going around the table and then we got to the plus ones who had only met me that night. They get up and they're just like, well, I just met Jamie tonight. And I'm like, oh, my God, you don't have to like sit up and say a speech of your opinion of me in the last 30 minutes. Like, please, you do not have to do that. And then I did a cacao ceremony for everyone after the restaurant closed. So once all the customers left, we were able to turn down the lights, turn off the music. And I had this cacao ceremony. She calls herself a cacao priestess. She is this amazing girl named Shivy. Her Instagram is the.shala.within. She conducts these ceremonies. She'll go to your home. She'll go to your event. She does them in Sherman Oaks. I think she does them somewhere on the west side. But anyway, check out her Instagram if you're interested in connecting with her. She's amazing. And she really worked with what I needed because she had never done one in a restaurant before. Like normally people are laying down and it's like a one hour to two hour ceremony. But this was like, no, let's keep it to 30 minutes and no one's laying down. She did hand out blindfolds. So a couple people did put on their blindfolds. But if they didn't put on blindfolds, they shut their eyes. And what that was to do was to kind of help heighten all the other senses. And she started off with some breath work and we were moving our arms up and down and doing breaths with the way we were moving the arms and stuff. People started feeling like they were floating and some people cried. It was a very emotional thing. And if you listen to last week's episode when I had introduced the whole concept of cacao and how I have been getting into it recently, this was a higher dosage. She uses ceremonial cacao, so I guess it's stronger than the kind that I buy at Whole Foods. This can actually induce kind of like a spiritual 
experience. It's not a drug. It's not a hallucinogenic. Kids could do it. Pregnant people could do it. But it increases blood flow to the heart. It does some pretty cool things. And it's interesting because everyone sort of had a different experience. She set intentions. So we all kind of set our intentions before going into it, which was helpful. But yeah, it was really cool. And I decorated the tables at Sugar Taco to go along with the whole cacao ceremony look. I had ordered these tapestries from Amazon. It was like these rich colors, like burgundy, dark blue, and it was in a mandala symbol. So I ordered several of those and I used those just drape over all the tables. And then I did candles and I did flowers and then I scattered rose quartz crystals on the tables for everyone to take home with them because that's supposedly the crystal for the heart or for heart healing or opening up the heart chakra. I'm not a crystal person. I don't know that much about crystals, but I know that that's what rose quartz is for. And it's a pretty pink color. So I used that to decorate the table. When I was going through everything I had before I went to Sugar Taco to set it up, I was looking at all of the items and I'm like, I need some green in here. There's no greenery. And so I started looking on Amazon and there were these place cards that were made of leaves, but they were fake leaves. And then you would write everyone's name on them. Like, that's a cute idea, but I don't want to buy like plastic. I don't want to buy something fake. And Ivy had this great idea to use these birds of paradise leaves that had fallen. There were these two huge stalks that fell outside and they were just laying there. And so she's like, why don't you just use those? And I was like, oh my God, Ivy, recycling queen. I love it. So I went outside. I brought scissors with me and Ivy and I were cutting the leaves off of them. I brought them back upstairs and I cut shapes of leaves and then I had this white marker and I just hand wrote every single person's name and I used that as a place card and that added the greenery to the table. If you don't happen to have any that recently fell over in your yard, then you can buy them as well. But I thought this was a great use of that because it was just going to die there anyway. So Ivy coming in with the awesome idea. So after Sugar Taco, I would say about half of us, maybe less, went to a bar in the valley afterwards. It's called Mr. Furley's. It's on Ventura. I think we pretty much stayed till closing. I have not really been drinking much. So at my dinner, I had a few sips of a cocktail, a few sips. And then at Mr. Furley's, I did one shot. And then I had club soda after that. So my sickness, I don't think, has been brought on by a hangover or just being out drinking too much. Those were the worst mornings. If I did drink a lot and then you wake up and it's like the whole next day is ruined, I think I'm over that. I'm totally over that. Like I barely drink anymore and I kind of love it. I mentioned earlier that my one outing after I got sick was yesterday and I went to Sugar Taco Long Beach. I picked up 12 donuts because I've been trying to figure out how to ship our vegan churro donuts that everybody cannot get enough of. No matter who you are, no matter who tries it, I have not met one person who does not love them. I get requests, Sugar Taco gets requests almost daily of how can people get the donuts if they don't live here. So I've been working on a donut box. But then we opened Long Beach and there was a bit of a pause and we're like, okay, I'll get back to it once Long Beach opens. So I'm back to it. And figuring out shipping of a perishable, fragile item and keeping the shipping costs down is not an easy task. There is no website in the world. How cool would it be if I could be like, what is the cheapest, best way to ship 12 or 6 donuts? 
across the country. If all the legwork, all of the hours, because I finally figured it out, but if all of that could just be punched in and they could just give people answers, all these small businesses could really benefit. But it took me so much figuring out. I think I found the solution. Because the problem was, it's like, if I'm shipping from California and you're across the country, I need you to have it within two days. We don't put preservatives in the donuts. I am going to vacuum seal them so they will be fresh, but I want them to you in two days. Well, that shipping's pretty damn expensive. And so if someone's ordering six or 12 donuts, they're not going to want to pay. The cheapest I found was $14, I think, for flat rate. And that was with a discount, I believe. I think the regular rate is in the 17s. I don't even want to. I, I think that's why my brain is mush because I've just been doing calculations all day yesterday and today. Let's say it's 14. I was like, how can I figure out to make this less expensive? I have my measuring stick out. I've got the 12 donuts here, figuring out how I can pack them most economically, but still preserve the integrity of the donuts so they don't get squished. Oh my God, you guys. Finally, I think I figured it out, which means I may have slashed the shipping prices. I'm not going to say what it is yet because I'm waiting on one more box size to arrive tomorrow. But if my calculations are correct, we will be ready to go and get these donuts out and they will be at a price that I am happy with. Follow me on Instagram. I will be posting when that's ready to go. It's coming soon, guys. So this was kind of just like a little catch-up impromptu episode. I still have two others that I need to release like this week. I just needed to insert the ads in an intro, but instead here I am creating a third podcast of the week. I don't know why. Both of them have guests. I have no idea what I'm doing with those other two, if they'll come out next week or one of them is already out on Patreon. I don't know. Should I release some on the weekend? Should I wait till Monday, Tuesday? I don't know. Maybe I could just be that one that you don't know. You've got all your others. You know what day they're coming out. Maybe I could just be the random one in there. Like, oh, surprise, she's here. Why do I have to be like everyone else? Is this what cabin fever is? I hope you all had a healthier week than I did. I'm going to say goodbye. I don't know what song I'm playing. I did not mention any music whatsoever. My birthday song was sang by Zach, who just found out was the lead singer of American Authors. And they sing that song that was really, really popular years ago called The Best Day of My Life. He's friends with the guys in the 27s, by the way, who did the songs with Sheena. And I think they're still working on some new material, too. So he was there and he was saying that they did a parody. Uh, not really a parody, but they did a follow up to Best Day of My Life called Best Night of My Life. I wonder if I could find it and play it. Love you. Bye.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work, limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.